What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Hannah Burrow and Jay Shaw, who are the co-founders of Kuroku. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great. Yeah, I appreciate you both coming on to the pod. For people that aren't familiar with what you're working on with Kuroku, can you kind of share what, what it is, what you're working on? Sure. Uh, so to start with, Kuroku means to document or to record in Japanese. Um, and what we do, what our mission is, is to automate the least rewarding parts of professionals' workflow. Yeah. And so what, the first uh, sort of use case that we're applying it to is dentistry, um, where in the UK, dentists spend a huge portion of their time doing admin. So we're just automating the processes to make their workflow far more efficient. So let's say I was a, so I, when, I, when I saw this, I think it might've been product hunt. Um, and I, I thought it was genius because I go to the dentist, just like a lot of us do. And these, these, these people take so many notes. It's just, they're note taking machines. And I'm like, there has to be something here. So I'm curious, can you kind of describe a little more to me um, regards to like how it works and like, how does it help take notes? How does it augment these dentists? Um, and kind of just going into a little more about like the nitty gritty of the how. Yeah, for sure. So how it works is we basically have created a workflow, which means that we are able to find the things that they do time in time out. And with that, we're able to structure that and give them a workflow that they can click through. Our technology then recognizes patterns what they're doing over and over again and starts populating information, making suggestions based on their individual historical, you know, patterns. But in doing so, it, it augments what they're doing going forward because it means that there is a structure to what they're doing and it also um, reduces the chance of them forgetting things. Yeah, so to kind of put it into a context of how it works day to day, um, in fact, Hannah is a dentist, so when she goes to practice, she, uh, a, dent, uh, a patient would come in, she would open up Kiroku. You, you would usually fill out your notes from scratch. So it could take you know, 10 minutes per patient, which usually goes into your lunchtime and so on. With Kiroku, we create a workflow for the dentist. So it's a really quick form they can fill out based on certain things that you enter in the form, new things will populate, and that gets changed over time based on our technology. Um, so an average dentist would you know, spend less than half the time writing notes from the first time they use it. Yeah. And, and to kind of give you a little bit of a sense of, of what this, like why we're doing this and what the actual outcome is for the, for the dentist and for the patient, they basically can focus on the conversation more. 
they're not trying to do two things at once. So not only are they spending less time on their records, they're less distracted, they're more organized. And then the patient has someone who's actually paying attention to what they're saying, which is refreshing. I'm kind of intrigued into how you get dentists or dentistry offices to, um, to like buy this because Usually people come on, they sell to startups, they're like selling to developers and you're like, oh no, we're, we're, selling, to, we're selling to the dentists. So I, I'm, I'm curious, like how, how do you get the word out? And I guess, I guess um, it's a two-pronged question. The first is, do you sell to like individual dentists within a practice or are you selling to like practice? I don't even know if that's the right word, but are you selling to like, fir- like dentist firms? Obviously they're not firms. I don't know what to call them though. <laughs> So that's a very timely question. I'll answer one prong and I'll leave the other prong for Jay. Um, We actually go for the individual um, dentists. And the reason we do that is because number one, we we tried from the get-go to go for sort of large firms, to use your word. And it was really difficult to motivate the individual unless they personally had the need to use this or they've heard of a colleague who's using it. So then we kind of changed tacks and we went for the individual and we kind of went straight to them, got them using it. And from that, we now have the word of mouth in such sort of a, a viral way that now practices are coming on board because they, one of their dentists started using Kuroku. Um, and yeah, just to add to, I guess, Hannah, if you are a dentist listening to this, we are releasing Kuroku teams or dental practices plans soon. Um, now to answer the second question, how we actually reach dentists. So there's two ways that we found really useful. One is, as I said, the word of mouth. So about half of our dentists come organically to us. And the second is we target each individual dentist and that could be through Facebook ads, uh, talks that we do, direct emails, direct campaigns. There's quite a few different ways, but we do target the individual dentists. And what would you say an average day is for for both of you? Um, like the, the fun thing about co-founders is like you work on the same stuff and the same time you work on different stuff within the same company. Um, so if, if, do you mind sharing kind of what does each of your day-to-days look like in regards to um, to building this company? Sure. So I guess I, I handle most of the technical side and the product building side. So right my day-to-day really changes based on what priorities are for the company. Um, but to take this week, for example, it's about 50% still building the system, coding, and 50% more on the management side on trying to set up our future hires, how that looks forward, what our company's going to be looking like in four months' time, and so on. Um, yeah, and then mine, again, can vary massively from week to week, but I would say I've got 50% of my time that's almost entirely the same management stuff that Jay was describing quite often we're working together on those things. And then the, the other side will be um, managing customers. So whether that's speaking to those um, our users to get feedback, speaking to practices to figure out how we can best structure things. Um, but also considering in a sort of more macro level, what our onboarding process is like, what we can do to help you know, corral people towards the uh, usage and purchasing side of things. Yeah, it's um, there's something about like manage like running an organization and managing that you can't really like learn about in a book. Like you can read about these things, but you kind of just got to do it, stumble a little bit, and figure it out on your on on, on your own before you learn what are some of the things that you, you you both have learned since starting this company it could be about management and org structure it could be about sales or product or whatever i just love to hear some learnings that 
either of you had uh, um, since you started this? Of course, there's so many. Um, so both Hannah and I are first time founders. So we've never done anything like this before. It's the first company that both started. I'd say for me, just the top ones in my head right now is the people that you hire are so, so important. I think we've been very lucky and we've thought out each, every single hire that we've made in our company. Um, and they really do make a nine day difference for how your company proceeds, what the environment like, what the morale's like. Um, that's the top one for me. What you? Um, yeah, to, to, to uh, agree with your point, which you can't sort of learn these things in books, I can't tell you how much of my time early on in career was spent Googling how to do certain things. I suppose something that actually Jay has taught me is knowing when and where to ask for help because as Jay said we're first time founders there is so much we don't know and we're not shy about that fact we're happy to surround ourselves with the people who have been through this before so I suppose just finding figuring out that boundary between this is my area of expertise and actually this kind of falls out of it therefore I need to find someone to sub in for that has been hugely important for me one more question about the product. Um, I could be wrong here, but it sounded like the way that you described it in the beginning, dentists were like just a, the first beachhead, but there's other markets that you could potentially go after. Um, I, can you kind of clarify that in, in like what type of markets are interesting to you? And, uh, and is this something that you're looking to expand soon? Are you trying to like, you know, dominate de the dentistry market before you move on? I'm just kind of curious how you think about expanding this to other verticals and what those could be. Yeah. Um, so this can kind of expand in, in, in multiple directions because already we're kind of expanding to non-UK markets, uh, particularly Australia is one that's kind of organically happened. So there is obviously considering expansion in uh, other English speaking uh, countries, but then there's also thinking of the other industries, which you mentioned. And as you said, dentistry really is a beachhead for us because we really want to prove out the technology. We want to retain that focus as well. So we don't want to expand too rapidly out of dentistry, but this, we have built the funnels and the processes to be able to onboard other industries. And we have already done that. So we've got several examples, non-dental, of people starting to build this within medicine or us starting to trial building within physio and things like that. Um, but then to talk about the things that are interesting for us, for us, it's, it's any, any workflows that have got really obvious inefficiencies in them, that that's where, where we want to really add value. However, strategically, it makes a lot of sense for us to focus on healthcare markets for the next few before we start expanding outside of healthcare. Anything to add there that I've missed? No, I think covered it all. <laughs> and then, so obviously when you run a company you got to stay focused which is why you're like sticking staying in your lane for a second and then thinking about expanding but like let's like kind of blow that up in like 10 years from now 15 years from now you let's say you're in every market right you're just dominating everything um what would you say that um that it looks like then or i guess in other words like what's your big vision um for your company and and kind of what direction you're rowing in today together yeah so the way we see it is as humans, we spend about 80% of our day, or if not more, working on repetitive tasks that you do over and over again. And that requires quite a lot of brain power. It's not something that's you know, trivial to your mind. At Kiroki, we, you know, we feel like we can start automating those parts. And if you can start working on that 20%, that 20% of the unique part of your day where you actually should use your brain power. So similar to what we're doing in dentistry, where we're helping a dentist actually be a dentist, not write notes. And we, you know, we're taking that part away from their day. 
Uh, in a similar way, you can do that to almost anything you do in life. So to take your, you know, for me, for example, in the morning, I get on the tube, I go to work, I look at my emails. 80% of my emails are usually the same thing. I reply with the same stuff. Gmail has done a great job with automating and helping predictions. Um, but my brain power should really be spent on that 20% of unique information that's coming through. And that's where we see how Kiroki fits in the world and how we can start making a difference helping those people and like really fulfilling somebody's potential and what they can do. What he said. <laughs> I completely agree <laughs> with that. And then to make that happen, you'll need some help, right? You'll need, you know, employees. You might need, you know, investors if you want to do that. You know, obviously dentists and customers. But what I can guarantee you that you'll need help from for sure is help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my last question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are you hiring people? Are you looking for, looking for new customers? Are you fundraising from investors? Um, how, how can the community assist with what you're working on? So I suppose first thing is everyone, everyone knows a dentist. So, you know, getting this out to people and people talking about this is ultimately uh, always going to be valuable. And then I suppose also in addition to that, speaking to community members, I'm sure that there's, there's a lot of people who are interested in startups, starting start companies and things like that. And, and we are a company that is constantly hiring. We constantly want to, to attract people who are interested in working with Kuroka, but also interested in developing themselves. And it's, you know, one of our employees is someone who used to be one of our users, became an employee and is now actually going off to start their own startup. So like, we want to take those people who are really passionate about starting things you know, develop them as much as we can. And, and hopefully they can add to the Kuroku uh, company too, um, before going on to start something themselves. Yeah, no, exactly. And I guess to, to define what we're looking for in the near term is a software engineer and marketing person. So those are the two active roles we're hiring for. But then if, you know, if you feel like you can add value to our company, do message us as always. We're always looking or at know someone yeah, or know someone. Cool. Well, I appreciate you both coming on to the podcast. I think that you're working on something super cool, super niche, and something super needed. I think it could be a really big company. So I appreciate you coming on, and best of luck making it happen. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you want more of Forward Thinking, I'm excited to let you know that we now have a community. Well, it's not really a community. It's more of a city. It's called Forward Thinking City. And in Forward Thinking City, you're able to do AMAs with past guests that have been on the podcast. For example, today we just talked to Jonathan Barkle, who's the CEO of Air Garage. Um, additionally, we have the CEO of Catch, Kristen Anderson. We have Austin Allred, the CEO of Lambda School coming in. And these are people that you can talk with, right? You can ask them questions. These are AMAs. Additionally, you're able to do happy hours with other residents once a week so you can meet other people, learn about their startups. You also have a chance to do startup office hours and get feedback on your on your startup or your product, as well as get a chance to pitch actual investors, real VCs. And this is all only for $7 a month. So if you want to support me as a creator, but more importantly, if you want to move your startup career forward and faster and get you access to guests on the podcast, other people in the city, and potentially investors then go to forwardthinking.city and sign up today for seven dollars a month that's forwardthinking.city all right see you tomorrow